Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The dollar has dropped to its weakest in more than two years. Mexican markets fell as natural disasters continue to hit North America and the Caribbean. Florida bracing for Hurricane Irma. We've got the S&P down a point now at 2463, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ down 27, down four-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials advancing 38 points, up by two-tenths of one percent. The tenure down 6.30 seconds, the yield 2.06 percent. Gold up a dollar fifty the ounce, a higher by one-tenth of one percent. West Texas Intermediate Crude down three-and-a-half percent to $47.36 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie. I'm Lisa Abramowitz. I am in today for Corey and Carol. This is Bloomberg. So we are expecting uh, Hurricane Irma to hit Florida and continue up the coast and into uh, mainland uh, United States of America over the weekend. And the big question right now is how much damage will there be both to property as well as to the entire commodity complex uh, that is very dominant in that region. I want to bring in Joel Widner. He's co-founder and director of agricultural services for the Commodity Weather Group, and he's coming to us today uh, from our Bloomberg 99.1 studio in Washington, D.C. Joel, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first, I just want to start out with the shift in route that we have been observing over the past few hours. Uh, Hurricane Irma has been downgraded to a uh, Category 4 storm, still incredibly strong, uh, but it also has shifted a little bit. Can you talk about that. Sure, Lisa. And uh, I think, you know, your, your comment about it still being a very strong storm is an important one to make. While it did go down to a Category 4 overnight, uh, one of the latest updates from the National Hurricane Center that just came out actually uh, raised the maximum wind speed back up to 155 miles an hour, which is right on the edge of Category 5. So it is still an extremely strong storm. Uh, it is moving to the west at the moment, but the expectation is still for it to turn towards South Florida. And the shift that we've really seen in the last day uh, is for this storm to go a little farther west. So rather than going in uh, near the Miami area or maybe even staying just offshore, now it looks like it's going to go in uh, to the far southwest corner of Florida. Uh, and uh, as a result, it will uh, move across the Everglades first, but then up into a lot of those crop areas that you mentioned and pretty much uh, due north through the state from there. So let's talk about the uh, the potential ramifications of this. It sounds like the new route uh, will be probably uh, more beneficial official, if you could say that, or less damaging, I should say, to Miami, uh, but would be potentially more damaging to some crops, right? Yeah, that, that is uh, correct. If it stays on this route, and again, there's, uh, it doesn't take much in terms of fine-tuning that uh, things could still change a little bit here, but at the moment, based on what we're looking at, if it did go into that southwest corner of Florida, you'd still have hurricane-force winds uh, over toward Miami, but the worst of the storm would likely be to their west. Um, and, and on the other hand, you would uh, see some of the strongest parts of the storm uh, going into a lot of those uh, key citrus areas down in southern Florida, Sugar cane areas uh, and causing uh, the potential for some massive damage through those uh, locations. Can you give us a sense of how much of the U.S.'s production of citrus, we're talking oranges, grapefruits, uh, lemons, are the lemons included in that? Um, they they would grapefruits be. Grapefruits. <laughs> 
Right. For the most part, it's uh, orange and grapefruit that make up the bulk of it. And um, and sugar cane. You know, how much of the U.S. production really is uh, stems from that region in Florida? Almost two-thirds of the total citrus production uh, comes out of Florida. It's a little bit over 60%, so it is a, a huge producer. Um, and then almost half of the sugarcane production in the U.S. comes out of uh, that area in Florida. So it's a, a very large impact potentially here if we uh, keep this storm on that track. Uh, typically, these sorts of systems uh, in the past that have followed similar tracks, we've seen losses for citrus uh, anywhere from about 10 to 30% uh, with the biggest impact on grapefruit, but certainly uh, orange is not completely escaping the problems either. And we are seeing uh, juice orange futures uh, rise substantially in, uh, as we get more insight into the storm. But I have to wonder, I mean, what stage of harvest are we at? How much of the uh, produce has already been reaped? And what kind of permanent damage could there be? That is part of the problem, actually, is that we aren't to harvest season yet. So uh, the issue is that the crop is in the process of uh, essentially the fruit getting larger on the trees, uh, which also is an issue. If it was earlier on, it wouldn't be as much of a a problem. But when you get strong winds and you have fairly good-sized fruit on the trees, uh, that can easily get blown off, and you'll uh, lose uh, a lot of that part of the crop that gets blown off. So that's the outright losses that we would see to this season's crop um, as as far as the longer-term impacts, though, the other issue is when you get very strong winds like that, you can actually cause tree damage, and that's happened in a lot of these previous hurricanes, and that's a lot harder to recover from. Uh, that actually takes three to four years after putting in uh, a new tree in order for it to become productive, uh, so that could have some longer-term impacts on the region as well. Is there any way for farmers uh, to protect against some of the damage? It's very difficult with a storm of this magnitude. Uh, essentially, uh, just have to kind of hope that the uh, worst of it uh, avoids them. But uh, the other one thing that I would mention is that this storm is going to go pretty close to Cuba. And uh, that could weaken it a little bit. Uh, That's kind of a toss up at this point. So we won't know until we get another 12 hours out or so. But that would be the other hope would be if it weakened it a little bit before it got up to Florida. Uh, However, uh, chances are it would still be a potent enough one to uh, cause quite a bit of damage. What's the precedent here? Is there any for the citrus industry? There, there is to some extent. Now, this could be uh, the, the strongest storm that takes this particular track that we've really seen. Some of the similar ones that we've had in the past would include uh, Charlie back in 2004. Uh, it came in a little farther uh, to the uh, south and west, actually, than this one looks like it will right now. Uh, you also had Donna back in 1960 and two hurricanes back in the 40s that also had uh, kind of similar impacts to the uh, to the region. Uh, but this one looks like it'll probably be stronger uh, than most of those when it makes landfall. So it could be unprecedented uh, from that standpoint. Have you spoke, have you spoken with some of the farmers? I haven't spoken directly with the farmers, but a lot of our clients do have uh, interests or uh, clients down in that area as well. And certainly uh, the, the concern is high for the region. Um, some of our clients even located in Florida. So we've been spending a lot of time over the last week trying to help them figure out what to do uh, as far as uh, leaving the uh, areas they may be in. Well, let's uh, hope for the best and uh, let's hope that all of your uh, clients and their uh, their farmers are 
are going to be at least safe, right? I mean, we can plant trees again, but uh, hope that everyone stays safe. Joel Widener, co-founder and director of Agricultural Services uh, for the Commodity Weather Group, which is based in Bethesda. It comes to us from Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, D.C. Coming up, we're going to talk about bank regulation specifically as it has to do with cybersecurity. This comes on the heels, of course, of the Equifax break. This is Bloomberg.